Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to Mutual Destruction. 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 Two trailer park girls go round the outside. Round the outside. Round the outside. Two trailer park girls go round the outside. Round the outside. Round the outside. I got a new vacuum. I'm gonna boom, boom all over the room. You kind of got the, the you got the throat. You got the throat of a rapper. Has anyone ever told you that? You got the throat of a rapper. I'm the throat goat. You've heard it here first. Boom! Oh, fuck you, Debbie. Kim, I'm at the swing set with my kid. Cleaning out my closet. I just lost my dad it. Is dead. <laughs> it's like my car keys in my wallet. That's so stupid, man. Fucking roll the music. He got scary. Like he looks scarier now. There's something about Eminem with hair. Like that's dark. That I just can't, I can't get behind. I it's like just always shady. Yeah, same. It's just always funny that he's just in like that, um, like military style cap. Like it's not like a baseball mm-hmm. hat, but it's like a, and then just like a, uh, it's like a black leather hoodie, and that's all he wears, and just some that's weird a... beard, like weirdly dyed he... beard. And he does this with his hands. You can't Fucks stop me. me. Oh. My spaghetti. I summon up He just starts scatting. He needs a spin-off career. That's technology. I'm surprised we haven't. I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't been in more movies. That seems to be the arc of most like burnout musicians, is like I'm just gonna go into Hollywood and get on as many movies as I can now, just play like dumbass people in these shitty movies. See, I think like Eminem actually did it the right way. Like he like got to a certain point where he got sober and old enough to realize like nobody wants to hear him rap about that shit anymore. And like, he still puts out music, but it's like, he knows. And I think like, like it's different now, but like he's made his money. Like he's fucking filthy, fucking rich, and he's seems like he's just content on you know doing a couple of TV appearances and dropping an album every like four years, which I think is goat moves. Goat. Wasn't he on the Super Bowl? Like, was it the Super Bowl I saw him last year? It was like no. Snoop Dogg and the M&M. weekend was weekend on there. I think that was like five years ago, man. <laughs> Blinded by the lights. I don't remember I last like... year. Oh yeah, with uh fifty cent and Yeah, was... he came like down upside down. Was Marshall in there? I feel like he was in there with his military combat hat and leather jumper. I can't remember. Isn't it might have all just how... been like West Coast people. Yeah. That might have been but he's not a West Coast guy, Marshall. He's from Detroit. 
Yeah, I don't think he was. I don't think he was on the Super Bowl stage last year. See who who performed last year. See Cube, Snoop, Fifty, Fifty, and was it Dre? Oh my God, this is crazy. Mary J. Um, Blige. 2022 is this year. And it, oh, you're right. It was the weekend in 2021. Um, Wait, but who was 2020? No, 2023 will be this year. I'm living in the past. Dumb as hell. <laughs> 2022. This list sucks. It doesn't tell me. It tells me 2021. But anyway, I thought he was on there. But maybe his past is gas and he's done. He's an ass. Like the gas, he passed. Oh, yeah, he was in there. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, J- Mary J. Blige, Kendrick. Was it, was it Kendrick. in Miami? Oh, no, that was the one before. Fucking Yeah, it was L.A. It was L.A., and the Rams were in it, I remember now, and then Kendrick played. And then Snoop came out. Fiddy came out. Yeah. M came out. Super Bowls are just so forgettable now, I feel like. (laughs) I just don't give a shit. I mean, the only reason I watch Super or football in general is to see someone get hurt like they did last night. Dude, that's fucked up. Fucking, I, feel I mean, like... I, don't, I don't watch him to get, I don't watch it specifically for them to get hurt, but I do want to see, like, if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to know that it's violent as fuck and that that's a possibility, you know? All yeah. these people now are like, oh, we got to make the game safe as possible. It's like, we know what you're doing. You're I... literally just trying to get them as inches away from death as possible so it's still entertaining. Yeah. Also keep this shit going. And I think, like, that's the problem. It's, like, how much longer as, like, a society are we going to, like... I mean, I like football. Like, I like seeing those big hits. But then, like, the hits seem like they're getting bigger and bigger. And fucking, like, these dudes aren't able to walk, think, or talk after they're 43 years old. And, you know, there's a lot of, of course, like, you know woke or base-minded arguments about race that factors into that and I, I, that have credence, I think, and credibility. And two, it's just like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if that's the best idea. I think it should just be all fucking like hockey, soccer, and baseball <laughs> and basketball. Just and little or no contact. I mean, just yeah. throw them out there and do like flag football or some shit like that. I don't know. Like, because I mean, it's mostly offense now driven anyway you know i mean just so yeah, how many how true. many touchdowns like how many cool ass touchdowns can you can you see instead of you know how many big ass hits yeah do you remember like i guess it was like a few years back when they it was like illegal for a while for you to like do a touchdown celebration dance they would like penalize you so and then stupid. now they lifted all the yeah, see, I love that. They should be able to do anything. Like, it should be, like, basically professional wrestling. That yeah. would still be entertaining. I mean, even, 
It's I mean, it's like I think I think, I think after strong. this week it will be right. Like it, it'll, it'll maybe. Change. I mean, was it the hit that fucked him up? Because I read that he had a heart attack. So yeah. I can have. Can you get tackled so hard you have a heart attack? Yeah, you can get hit so hard your fucking heart stops basically, and like, uh, and, and it goes into cardiac arrest. They, I read that they weren't sure that if he had an underlying health condition or heart condition but two it's like one thing like with especially with covid and like i would be willing to bet that most professional athletes have had covid by now Mm -hmm. like one of the side effects is like you know cardiac issues and you don't know until you fucking know you know after you have it really and i mean that's just scary scary fucking shit it's like roulette yeah it was either that or like a ton of steroids that he was hopped up on over the years that's yeah. done that to your heart. Or it's probably more likely that it's some un or new condition that he had. But I imagine. I mean, I don't know. Like, he could have just got fucking hit. I mean, you get hit did. just right and just like yeah. right. And it says like it's not so much about like really the the force of the hit, but it happens if it happens like at the right time uh in the cardiac rhythm and you get hit just hard enough it's gonna fuck you up you know and like no matter who you are so yeah i I don't know for sure i mean it's only a matter of time before we watch someone just perish in front of our eyes on that see like i mean is it worth it like i mean it like i don't i don't know i i don't know how you how you think absolutely not yeah i know like because you have to accept either people are gonna die you're actively it's millionaires given other millionaires concussions who had that stand-up bit whoever genius but it's like uh you know accept it for what it is and just let them knock the fucking shit out each other sign the waivers like you just go into it knowing that you're probably not going to come out of it like okay and like fucking mm-hmm. UFC or some shit like that, and just let them let them go. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Hell, yeah. The NFL's like reaction to this is probably just like, well, because they're such a shit at like Roger Goodell is a. They were gonna make and... them play like five minutes after it happened. Suck it like, up, boys. Yeah, like you <laughs> just watched your, your teammate die. Basically, like stop breathing on. I mean, he did stop breathing on the field. And to watch an ambulance yeah, his heart come. stopped. Yeah, and like people working on it. Nine minutes. That's a long fucking time to be working on somebody like on a field. And then, I don't know. I I hope, like I really, really hope he's okay. But, and, but like he should, I, I mean, I'd never walk back out on a football field after that. Yeah, his you career know. is probably done. He's probably already, he's set. You know, I don't even know who this anything about him, but he's set. I imagine yeah, if you're starting in the NFL, he's like, uh, he's 20, 24, I think. Mm-hmm. Has he been in wow. the league for so he's been in the league for like three years, two years? Probably so. Yeah, he's made a decent amount of change. Maybe there's some, uh, I think he's a really good guy. He's got money. that the toy fund or like the fundraiser for toys and stuff. and uh and that's made a ton of money in the last 24 hours and like i don't i expect sex toys 
sex toys sell sex twings sex swings <laughs> sex sex. Swing? no fucking but i think he's pretty they'll probably honestly the nfl will probably just like come out with some pad that they have to wear over their heart now and that's it i would i would be willing to predict that's my first prediction of the new year is that the NFL's answer to this is well first they won't they won't play the game until this dude is out of the hospital and they'll maybe play it or cancel it or whatever. Then I imagine they're gonna come out with some sort of heart pad. I that is like just mandatory to make, like, that even the referees have to wear some shit because I, they might get hit and advert in contact or whatever. Yeah. That's my prediction. Depending if he does have an underlying condition, then they'll blame it on that and then those move on. And but uh if he doesn't and it, it was like the actual hit, however it happened, like caused it, I could see them just like okay, well, each player has to have like fucking EKG before they go out onto the field, you know, check your heart, and then if you're good, you know get super yeah. basic you know it's just something to check a box and because like how you can't tell like full-grown fucking men they're 300 pounds running full sprint at each other like that's the name of the game you know like that's the sport and so you you can you can only pad it up or test so far until it's not football you know and you have to make yeah. something else or do something else yeah, they're gonna. You're gonna be manager now. You're not allowed on the field with your heart issues, but you're here for moral support. You're like our Rudy. Watch the Bills go on to win the Super Bowl now, because I, I mean, these sporting events. My point with it all is like, just make it like professional wrestling, because we all know it's rigged, man. Like with the way that like DraftKings and like sports betting shit is so embedded in the culture of sports now. It's like. We know there's they're out there up. throwing I mean, games. Absolutely. I I would guarantee you <laughs> really? without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. And on every level, like it, I mean, professional level, I don't know about college if it's, if yeah. I don't imagine it's as rigged. I mean, it's rigged in a different way. I think the college playoff system and all that kind of bullshit and they don't pay the people. That's pretty, they don't pay the pretty students. Shitty. That's pretty shitty. So, but I definitely like, I don't know if it's a hundred percent rigged to where it's like the outcomes of the games are determined, but there is some shit that goes in between all. I mean, I think you would be kind of like naive to not even consider that playing into a factor since like, cause you can't watch a football game without a DraftKings commercial coming in your face or whatever, wanting to spend money and bet on all these teams. And we know about gambling, man, the house always wins. So yeah, I'm th- I don't th- know. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's probably there's ex- exceptions to everything. I think there's like, I mean, after like Pete Rose and all that shit, like, Professional sports got really tight on at least like people part of the game fucking dealing with it. I don't know, but Roger Goodell, such a fucking idiot. There, it wouldn't surprise me of like how much shit is just like not being Dude, done or followed or like you know like who like who's checking in on that shit? You know, so, so many of the work. So many of the worst people, like Jerry Jones, all those people who are like uh, in the NFL, like leagues or own league or own teams. I mean, they're all just the biggest scumbags, man. There yeah. was like, 
I remember seeing this report a while back that was like, it wasn't until recently that the NFL agreed to give their players and provide them insurance. Like they I remember they, they were doing. Yeah, I think so. Or like, I, I, think, I remember I think, reading something about that. Yeah, I think that was something that like the players union had to pretty like strongly advocate for, which is insane. You're out there getting like literally your heart stopped in the middle of a play. And, and not even just that, like you have lifelong conditions after it. I mean, it's, that's insane. And they were just relying on the private healthcare system. Oh, they'll take care of it. They got, we pay them all these. It made OJ Simpson cut two people's heads off. That's what, that's what of an impact it had on it. Hey, is someone here? It made Aaron Hernandez shoot up that McDonald's or whatever he did. Uh, what did he do? Aaron Hernandez like killed somebody. Right? Yeah, he, like, was, he was like a straight he, up murderer. He was like a like almost like borderline. Like he's a psychopath. I think he is a psychopath. I think he's dead. He committed yeah. suicide. And yeah, damn, damn. that's damn, some crazy dark. shit. I mean, getting kicked in the head fucks you up. Like and it's they, just like, like the Steelers guy, like uh, that that Mike Wise or whatever. He died like pretty young. Like I mean, like ex football play, like right before they were supposed to do that the Pittsburgh like celebration for him this year or something. But uh, and he died. But it's like you know, I mean, it's dangerous. Like it is very dangerous. Those men are built like semi-trucks, just on HGH and fucking all kinds of hormonal cocktails that just get their necks And it looks huge. like to me that the pads are getting like smaller and small. Like, like the pads don't yeah. seem like they're really anything to it. And it doesn't look like they're wearing any like knee pads, like for the most part, or some of them. It almost just looks like they're out there almost like playing baseball with just like those little like it reminds me of that marky mark scene in the eagles movie the what was invincible that? invincible where he like ha- he can't Watched run that so many times and he, can't, he can't run in those big raining boys let's put on pads. invincible yeah so he <laughs> runs out there in those little receiver pads but it's just like i don't know <laughs> fucking he's gonna he's I getting mean, knocked those pads too are such a fucking joke. Like, I mean, the ones that we wore in middle school, about the time like I quit playing football in middle school, the, like the the pads were like like foam about like you know a quarter inch thick max that you wore on your legs. I mean, I remember one time, man, like when I quit football, God, I hated it so much. But like, same, like I was going into the summer. Uh, and it was like summer workouts. We're yeah. In middle school. It's like, dude, I just want to sit and play yeah. fucking. I want to play Call of Duty or whatever. Literally what, anything else. I do not want to be here. You know, a hundred fucking degrees. You're wearing like a helmet that has been like probably, uh, you know, passed down. I don't know, five years old, maybe. You know, like just Smells whatever like they turn it doesn't doesn't really fit right like you have a headache the the second you put it on anyway yeah uh, and here i am you know been kind of small <laughs> like i was small in sixth grade and then you're being tackled by like a rising eighth grader <laughs> like we used to do Getting this drill, man. 
how sadistic those motherfucker coaches were that just was like you just need to toughen up you know yeah there was this uh, dr- there was this drill man you may remember this where you like uh the coach stands like in between uh two two people two kids laid on their backs looking up and the coach has a ball in his hand and he'll just randomly pick one of these and there's cones on the other side of like you got to get past this defender so when the coach throws you the ball you got to catch the ball and get up as fast as you can and and try and run and get past the other person while that other person just tries and tackles you i remember one time man i was on my back and I was laying there. I was like, God, I really hope I, I really hope I don't get the ball so I can just let this fucking kid, get big kid. Shout out Buster Phillips, just giant, giant kid, man. He had like, he had a full like ass on him. Like his <laughs> ass was gigantic. He had a shelf yeah. ass since an eighth grader, just like built like a, like a Clydesdale horse, you know, huge legs. <laughs> and, and, and he used to wear like the he played linebacker. He used to wear like the neck thing, like from waterboard. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know that like, shit's terrifying. As like, if yeah, like, intimidating. Yeah, I had on like soccer cleats. I'm pretty sure you know. Like, I didn't want to be there. I sure as shit, man. I get the ball and I like go into panic mode and stand up before I can even stand up, man. He put the crown of his helmet like on my chin and oh like, my god drove, just drove me into the ground and i remember like, i remember just hearing his just like just fucking caveman groans and shit the coach congratulating him saying yeah get some you know he was like oh you got your bell rung that's what he said to me it's like yeah i'm a kid dude <laughs> dude yeah. dude my my middle <laughs> After that, I went home and my dad was like, what do you think of football practice? You have a good time? It's like, no, I hate it. It sucks. And he was like, well, maybe, you know, it'll be a little bit better when the games start going. And then games started going. uh, I would go to the school nurse about every day and I would just be like, hey, I don't feel good. Can you write me a note so I don't have to go to football practice? She did it for about a week, and then she was like, all right, you got to do something. I can't do this anymore. And uh, I finally told my dad I hated it, and he let me quit. So (laughs) shout out to the OGs. But any kid who goes through that, man, and the coaches that, that, like, encourage that shit, you're monsters, man. That's just – Some people I know, they – they really like it, I guess. My, or they have no choice. It wasn't my middle school coach. It was like the peewee football. That was like the last time I played. And I got to the summer workout seventh grade in middle school on first day and go, no, not for me. I was also <laughs> like pre, like the heavier kid, too. Like I was always on the line and fuck that. That sucked. Like you never get the ball. Did you have to wear the... You the, to wear the strap, and then like, and I like had asthma too, and I was just like, I got out there, and I was like, nope, fuck this, and uh, but the I'm never getting pussy from this anyway. Yeah, whatever. Uh, never getting pussy regardless. But my pee wee coach, <laughs> he uh, he would like call us like Nancys and stuff. He was like something from a movie, but he would do, it was so funny. Like you could almost tell he was like trying to be that character or something. 
And like, like I thought it was funny. He might have just been fucking. He's probably just a dick, but it was just so over the top that I just don't think that he could like he'd call us babies. Come on, baby. Come on now. Come on, baby. <laughs> like you know, and just like Jesus Christ. Come on, Nancy's. Get up. He he used to get real close and call the plays and then kiss the nape of our necks. <laughs> Slowly caress the jock strap. No, I'm just kidding. He's funny. He was a white collar criminal, wasn't he? Or was that just the. Not, well, coach? that was in middle school, the middle school coaches. Yeah, he got fucking bagged and tagged to club fed. We should. Uh... Maybe in the future of mutual destruction, we'll do a we'll do a a close look at uh, the idea of of insurance insurance investigative uh, reporting deep dive <laughs> into these small town insurance companies that just literally bankroll people on fraudulent. We should, we should do one on Freddie P though for real. Before yeah, that'd be a good one, <laughs> dude. Dude. Dude, Freddie P. For for the listeners who may not be initiated, uh, we can kind of tell a little bit about him. But yeah, we might do a, a deep dive on him because it might be it might be interesting. It might be just true crimey enough to get us a little bit of attention. But so Freddie P. was this guy. I believe he was originally from Florida. Is that right? Do you know? <laughs> uh, no, oh, no, I don't know. See, I need to look over the. Case I'm, I'm pretty here. sure. I'm pretty sure uh, he was he was initially from Florida, but he he was a pretty old guy who lived out um, in like the Crumpler area of Northwest North Carolina, so pretty close to the Virginia line, mouth of Wilson area, and he uh, he had a firewood company called Freddie P's Firewood, and um, he uh, my mom used to buy wood from him, man. She used to go out there by herself, she would say, and just like roll in there and just load up the wood uh, on the trailer. He would load it up on the trailer. You know, he was really nice. Give him cash, whatever. Go back to the house. Turns out he has a violent history. A real violent history. He was he was a serial killer, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. Um I just reading here. Uh, it's his name's Frederick Philip Hammer. Servant. Yeah, Freddie Hammer. Servant that's multiple, right. Freddie P. Hammer. Yeah, multiple life terms for three in cold blood style executions at a tree farm in nearby Grayson County, Virginia. When Ash County Sheriff James D. Williams mm -hmm. first questioned Hammer about Blevins' disappearance, Hammer professed ignorance about the whereabouts of his nephew by marriage. After interview, Williams remembers looking at his deputy and remarking, this man knows absolutely nothing about Jimmy's disappearance, or he's the smoothest liar I've ever seen. And he ended up putting him in the fucking wood chipper, right? That's the one he put in the wood chipper. Uh, different guy. Different guy. He got he um so yeah. He committed this murder. I believe it was just kind of in cold blood for some people who owed him money or he 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 owed them money or something. Maybe it wasn't even that. Maybe they were just like kind of wrong place at the wrong time kind of murders. But yeah. Uh but 
the way I remember it is he was actually taken into custody for this. And then uh, they were like, oh, we're going to throw the book at you. You know, you're never going to see the light of day or whatever, which sounds like he's still not. But he uh, he said, you know, I'll tell you where uh, if you give me, you know, a nicer prison or whatever, I'll tell you where the body is of the Blevins guy that's missing. And uh, in the town, like about, let's see, uh, I can't remember the year exactly. Um, does it say the year in that article when this happened? Um, it was uh, like early 2000, like 2002. Okay. And, yeah. Um, he, it's like he was convicted of writing bad checks in 2007. So it was like early 2000s. When did the murders happen? The murders happened 2008. In January 2008, Hammer stopped by the Hudler Tree Farm in Grayson County, Virginia, where he had spent many hours working for Ron Hudler, who he learned was out of town until the end of the week. Hudler, 73, a retired General Motors executive and community leader, was enjoying a successful second career on what had become one of the, con the country's, country's largest tree farms. Hammer knew Hudler kept large amounts of cash on the property, authorities said. Two days later, on January 24, 2008, Hammer returned to the Hudler property and fatally shot Hudler, his son, Frederick, and John Miller, an employee. Authorities said Hammer shot Hudler's son four times in the farm's driveway in the nose, in the back of the head, and twice in the left side of the head. Miller, whose body was found in the garage, was shot twice in the back of the head. When the elder Hudler came outside in his bedroom slippers to investigate the gunfire, Hammer forced him at gunpoint back inside to, in his home to retrieve a safe. Hammer then shot him once in the back of the head at close range. He then fled with two metal gun cases, two briefcases containing documents, a small black safe containing a TAG Hewer watch, and $10,000 in cash. Within 12 hours, a calm and smooth hammer was questioned and caught in lies about his whereabouts, said uh, Grayson County Sheriff Richard Avon. So apparently Jeez, he was just picked That's some up. brutal murders. But apparently he first killed a uh, off-duty police officer in Philadelphia when he was 18. Beat him with the fucking mm -hmm. hammer. Yeah, he has a history. And then, uh, jeez, I want to. That's how he got the name. <laughs> right there on the nose of it. Let's see. That's wild. He yeah, started. I and he like started writing. When this happened. Yeah, he started writing letters. Uh, and to like the victims and the victims' families of the Hudler murders. He wrote in a July 10th letter, God told me early on in the Hudler case that where I belonged was where I am at now. Even in his earliest letters, he in a, uh, imitated that he had killed Blevins and knew the whereabouts of Blevins' body. In his June 29th letter referring to Ash County, Referring to the Ash County Sheriff's Department, he said he held the only key to their problems. In his final letter on August 1st, he described meeting with Williams, the county sheriff, two days earlier and agreeing to reveal the location of Blevins' body if his conditions were met. 
they included moving him to a prison closer to home. Uh, in the letter, he admitted killing not only Blevins, but a man named Tim Shatley in 2005. Three days after he wrote the letter, authorities found Blevins' body exactly where he said it would be. Williams said investigators were not yet convinced that he'd killed Shatley, but would continue pursuing the matter. Um, Williams said Hammer had exhibited two personalities. There was a hardworking family man, Williams said, and then there was Freddie Hammer, the mass murderer. Jeez. That's Yeah, nuts. that's the... That's the lore. Was the Shatley that, was the one that they put in the. That's the lore. That, that's what they think. So, so there was a guy hanging out with Blevins, and that they were working on a road out there in now sixteen. Who, okay, so who was Blevins again? Who was Blevins was this Blevins? guy who was he was just this guy who was missing around town for like years, and gotcha. his bought his like his like face was posted around. I think he had like an addiction issue or something. Um, and his family was really concerned about where he was, whatever. Uh, of course, they didn't find him until Freddie Freddie Hammer admits that. But yeah, the the other guy, what was his name? What was it? Shatley? Tim, Tim Shatley. He, yeah, they say like the story kind of surrounding this was that they were working on the road out there in 16 and that uh, Freddie put him through a wood chipper and then like spread them right there and then they paved over that um i don't know if that's true or not but that's that's, that's what people insane say. that's some insane fucking lore it really is i i mean i don't know i don't know i mean with a with a with a criminal like that just living in our backyard have people among yeah, us yeah and i mean that's a th- like i mean like you said like i mean he had a like well-known like little firewood you know business there mm-hmm. in, yeah in, in yeah the i think a lot of people in the county i think a lot of people in the county like bought wood from him which is crazy <laughs> and and wood. so many people said said that uh you know he was just a nice dude i just can't you never believe, would know like the brutality of those murders, like, I mean, you have to think, like, any rational person, even if you're in, like, a self-defense situation, the moment that gun goes off and it makes contact with somebody and you see that, like, in you, that, like, that realization that you either just shot somebody or, you know, that just happened would probably make hopefully make you you know like freak out drop you know like you just killed somebody that's fucked up like as a human being we're like programmed not to do that to each other unless there's like something very wrong and you know so i don't know like it's just it's just crazy that to think that a a guy and he knew this family and would go up there and, like, I mean, walk up, like, he shot him, and then would walk over to the body and just shoot, like, just, like, you know, a couple of more times in the head, and then walk, kill the other guy, and then walk and kill the dude's dad. That's nuts. That's, like, some Netflix, like, docuseries shit. Yeah, he's, like, the biggest, most scariest you know, serial killer you've never heard of. 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, it's it's it is crazy. Like he worked for those people too. Is that right? Like yeah, he, he went in there where he had worked. Authority. Got this. Uh, this safe. That's so crazy, let's man. see. So like, so they called him within twelve hours, and he was questioned in Grayson, and. Authorities began compiling evidence, which included surveillance videos and paint chips from Hammer's hand truck that matched paint left on Ron Hudler's safe. He was arrested in the in the slayings within days. In early May, investigators found the stolen $10,000 and one of the weapons used in the crime exactly where Hammer had told another inmate it was hit. It was hidden at. Uh, a Cripple Creek, Virginia campsite. On May 22nd, to avoid risking the death penalty, Hammer pleaded guilty to the triple slaying, saying uh, or he was immediately sentenced to multiple life terms with no, possible, no possibility of parole. Once you've committed murder and gotten away with it, said Vaughn, the Grayson County Sheriff, you think you're invincible. Damn. And so he started writing. Yeah, that's brutal. A letter, letters to actually the Inquirer. This, by the way, this article is from the Inquirer, Inquirer in Philadelphia. I think it's kind of a small um, newspaper. It's crazy. His the Philly Inquirer, I think, with I think narcissistic so. speculation about how he would be judged by God. He called them bad habits. That's the thing with these. Like, <laughs> that's the thing with these like psychopaths, man. Is like just the narcissism that goes with it to think like how untouchable you you truly are with these kinds of crumbs and shit. It's it's truly ridiculous. I mean, and all I that feel like, like for ten thousand dollars and like yeah, a, a nice watch. Yeah, like. Damn, that's cold fucking blooded, dude. Like, you just want, like, yeah, for, I mean, you just wanted to kill somebody. Like, that, you know, or you felt yeah. like there was more money in there and there wasn't, but the brutality that suggests he just wanted to murder them. Like, because if you don't want to murder somebody, you don't shoot them four fucking times in the head. Yikes. In the back of the head, too. Yeah. That's like the power of religion too. That's the power of religion, man. Where you can just you can you can call those things, you know, just slight transgressions, and go back to living your life how only God can do you. I don't know. I mean, these he obviously has some serious issues. I wonder what happened to him. He said that that his first conviction was, or it wasn't. Was he even tried on that killing the police officer when he was eighteen? No, he somehow got away with it. Um, let me see. It w- was it an off-duty cop or something? Uh huh. He was like drunk, and the uh, he said initially Hammer denied involvement in the murder, but he began changing. Uh, I'll uh, skip back ahead. He said, um. Uh, Freddie Hammer, 18, a worker at a Philadelphia construction site, site, hijacked alongside 
hitchhiked along the roadside. He later claimed to have been picked up by Charles Huffelman, an off-duty Philadelphia police officer heading home after dinner and drinks at Leonardo's restaurant. Within minutes, Hammer fatally slammed Euphelman in the back of the head with a 4 by 4 ripped his wallet from his pocket and fled in the Officer Silver Monte Carlo. Fucking hell, dude. About an hour later, Hammer, who lived at the time in Kirkwood, Lancaster County, was stopped for speeding in Euphelman's car in Chester County by two state troopers. Initially, Hammer denied involvement in the murder, but he began changing his story when he realized the police had linked him to Euphelman's car. First, he said that Euphelman became ill, stopped the car, and vomited at curbside. Hammer said he slapped him in the face to revive him. That caused Euphelman to punch him, prompting Hammer to grab a nearby board to defend himself. Hammer admitted to police that he stole about $200 from Euphelman. So apparently he just... Let's see. Uh, seven months later, during Hammer's lengthy trial, he admitted killing Euphelman and gave a new explanation on the witness stand. The crime occurred after he rebuffed homosexual advances by the off-duty officer. The allegation outraged Euphelman's family and colleagues in the courtroom. Throughout the trial, Common Police Court Judge A. Judge Robert A. Latrone frequently expressed incredulity at Hammer's testimony and sharply questioned the defendant from the bench in a manner Hammer's lawyers thought was highly pre- prejudicial. Jurors deliberated for 30 hours and ultimately rejected Hammer's story, convicting him to third-degree murder in what was clearly a compromise verdict. They acquitted Hammer of robbery, knowing that it would that would most likely reduce his ultimate sentence. Latrone eventually imposed a sentence of a seven and a half to fifteen years in prison, less than ten to twenty sought by the less than the ten to twenty years sought by the prosecution. Hammer appealed, citing Latrone's conduct in the trial. The state Supreme Court agreed that his actions had been prejudicial pre, uh, prejudicial. Uh, overturning the conviction in June 1985 and sharply chastising Latrone for acting as an advocate for the prosecution. Wow. At one point during the trial, the high court said the judge responded with belligerence to an objection from the defense. All right, you object. I overrule it. Okay, I just overruled. When the trial was over, the court noted in its opinion Latrone delayed filing an opinion on post-trial motions for three years and ten months. Such judicial lethargy must be strongly condemned, the court said. Latrone died in 1999. Damn, Damn, dude. He got off. So he took money, too. So that's a common thing is that he's been taking people's money. It's so like he it uses the, like the, the idea of theft to justify like killing these people or something. Yeah, he Sick. probably thinks of himself as some 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 Robin Hood person, or, or just I don't a, know, or just Maybe some just victim. Yeah, yeah. What uh? So with like the with the gay stuff, was it saying like he was trying it's to like fucking the Dom was trying to hook up with him? That's what he said. Yeah, uh huh. Said that, that, that that the that the officer the, that the officer came on to Hammer and Hammer had to defend himself. Hmm. Yeah, that's a common thing that we kind of see with these these people too. You know, just being 
some some unresolved sexuality and you got to think like i mean in that that's the 80s or the well i mean a 78 so that was that was right before that was let's see um seven six years shy of the official like beginnings of the aids epidemic so like you know homosexuality yeah. and stuff is just like in that Dahmer doc as soon as you hear that like you're expecting you know I bet Hammer was expecting them to have the same, you know, uh, reaction that those cops did when Dahmer used the same excuse. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, some, uh, some, some uh, fear tactics there yeah, for that sure. The, that Homophobia the court, was yeah. at its all time high. Yeah, that the court would be like, you know, and the other cops would probably be like, oh, we didn't know he was gay, you know, and like, let's just drop this and let this guy go. Yeah, there was so much baggage around all that Which, stuff. Which I mean, it probably would have probably would have stuck. I mean, sadly, if it was maybe a different cop, sounds like this cop was just connected, you know, and had a lot of friends on the force and shit. Dude, that's wild. That's crazy. I mean, the thing about doing a deep dive on it that would be hard is I mean, maybe there's more information out there than we that we thought, but Yeah, I think but, we just summed it up. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's kind of the story. Um, yeah, and and that 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 kind of uh, serial killer, uh, you know, narrative. You you often think that your small remote Appalachian towns are are free from it, but these figures loom in the just sell bundles of firewood out there out there that's in their just, house. That's just terrifying. You that he has a. A rap sheet like that, Jesus! Like literally, that's like, some that's some morbid murders. Oh yeah, I and mean, if he put that in, how does uh they they buried the Blevins dude? I think in the woods or something like that, and they found his body and then or wherever it was, and then uh, but if he really did put that motherfucker through a a wood chipper, imagine just. Just completely. That's insane. <laughs> that's in. That's the, nuts. That's the crazy. The, more. It's just a cold-blooded fucking venom <laughs> war. What a what a fucking creep, dude! Psychopath. That's crazy though. Yeah, my mom used to go out there by herself, just pick but, up wood. I kind of hijacked that, That's but we insane. can. But now we can do a deep dive on the tax frauds of the county. <laughs> yeah, that'll be more. Well, in, that'll be thing. more interesting, yeah, dude. The the thing is though that the only thing that's really different about these rural places is they're just like microcosms of everywhere else in the world. It's just shrunk down to a smaller scale. Like there's still those same characters, those same white collar criminals, those same serial killers or murderers or whatever people i mean everything it just everyone kind of already exists there they're just uh, shrunken down into a smaller scale <laughs> yeah all of these npcs no but yeah I, yeah everybody i mean you have people got who, the creep everybody's got the town drunk everybody's got you know the the, the people who live in that or whatever yeah, the people who believe the most insane conspiracy theories, you know, people think that they're only only in these small towns and only doing that shit. You know, I think that's the media's 
you know, in a large part their fault for trying to make it seem like every toothless motherfucker in a trailer, you know, believes in lizard people or that the Clintons drink the blood of the young or some shit. And it's just like, that's just not true. They're in, they're in Washington, DC, they're in New York city. They're in all these, they're in LA, they're in all these places. I mean, certain hotbeds exist for sure, but they're, they're everywhere. It's kind of insane. I feel like that's what the document that uh, this place rules the Andrew Callahan documentary. I think that's one thing that it does well is that it shows how those people exist obviously in the smaller towns like it has that guy in the open and scene actually the one who we find out is a pedophile at the end uh you know living in north carolina uh i think it's forest city actually where he lives which is kind of wild like a near salisbury mm-hmm. but uh also the majority of the people who were like storming the capitol and protesting all of those people who are privileged enough to be able to make it to dc or to have enough money to to care about this shit or you know enough time and not to the people who just online like i mean because yeah. this isn't this isn't it's not easy to become indoctr- indoctrinated that deeply into something on both ways and that's what the good thing about the the documentary i think really does because it shows that you know on both sides, these these hard leftist like Biden supporters, and even like the the quote unquote Antifa and and all this, it, it's it's people that just have way too much fucking time on their hands, and that just need to find some hobbies. And like I don't, I don't know, like I don't really think that. And that's one thing that the media just kind of took it and ran with it after I think the the Capitol Hill cop died. That just really set it all off, but into overdrive. But that, I mean, I think there's probably some Proud Boys and some, you know, uh, there's obviously extremists in this country. There's obviously dangerous extremists in this country, but the this idea of a of a civil war breaking out or something i just don't i don't buy it i don't buy yeah it. it's never gonna happen it's yeah it's never gonna happen and in the way that they think uh in a way that's any different than what the way is it's been before i mean all but you know the actual i guess civil war but you know what i mean like it's most of these people are just t-shirt salesmen or just people who who uh, are terminally online and just looking for a community that they can feel accepted in because they feel so isolated or alone for whatever reason, and so they they get brought into these like echo chambers of thought and reeling down these rabbit holes of just fucking nonsense uh, into a place where it's just like insane. And there's also like that moment whenever he. Um, is at that house in Georgia 
and he's talking to the kid and they're playing Beyblades or whatever. And then like he stays at the house for a Q drop and the Q drop is Anderson Cooper and all of like that picture with like satanic images and stuff. And, and the, 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 the dad is like trying to explain it all to him. And, and Andrew looks at it and he goes, uh, sacrifice is misspelled here. Does it, uh, does that mean something as well? And this dude's like, Oh yeah. You know, Q knows exactly what he's doing and he's speaking Nothing's and all by accident and things like that. It's clearly just a, a yeah, that's rushed why the meme. Like it's clearly just a rushed meme. Somebody slapped together and didn't know how to, spell sacrifice well yeah and it's that picture of of uh of uh whatever the, the cooper and oh well, yeah cooper that no, has been yeah. passed around social media so yeah. many times you yeah. know it's just like in, inverted with like a black or like sorry like a like a red kind of tone in photoshop and well, just it's, well like the, the well the shit. actual like means anything yeah well the actual anderson cooper photo that that's an actual photo from uh an interview in a magazine that they did with for his mom and but it's just some weird but like years ago Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, this is when I mean, because Anderson Cooper's a child in the picture, and it's right before his brother right. died, uh, jumped off the balcony, and mm-hmm. uh, and there's just a weird. It was like in People magazine. Yeah, it's just a weird clock, and it's like clearly just a weird kind of mid-century gift. It's like a cuckoo clock, and and it's got some weird imagery. It's clearly from like Europe or somewhere like that, and it just. It, it's just like a, it's just a weird fucking clock, but it's just, and, and uh, two, just to like make sure, you know, everybody out there in radio podcast land or whatever fuck ever knows in no way have sympathy for any of the fucking idiots that stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Like, I mean, I think that we need to have hold like two thoughts in our heads at the same time that it's like, you know, these people, I don't know how of a big of a threat they actually truly are, at least Trump supporters. I think there might be other militia groups on the fringes and people that are actual threats. But the this kind of whole thing is just almost a diversion tactic so that we don't have to focus on, like, health care, infrastructure, education, and everything else. And it's just like... Yeah. I don't have... I don't have sympathy for him necessarily but i do understand that like you know especially in the pandemic when everyone feels extremely isolated them going to these you know q drops or uh you know 4chan or 8chan or wherever the hell they're communicating parlor and like trying to make sense of the world to them i understand that i think it's psychotic i mean i think it's insane to believe that there's some sort of cabal that's able to kind of run the the world uh like that people like eat babies and i think that's crazy but at the same time i mean yeah these people are ultimately harmless i think they're like it's a huge kind of it's a media cycle that uh is extremely profitable and has been just ran and ran and ran until and 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 a lot of people make a lot of money off of it not just the media people like cnn and fox news who run this constantly but like alex jones like he makes a ton of money like you know getting these people in his show so he can advertise his supplements and t-shirts and shit same thing with the proud boys guy like it's all a money cash grab for him he doesn't actually 
like in the documentary, you don't get the sense that he actually cares about overthrowing the government or anything. It's like he just wants to make a buck because he sells Biden shirts as well. So there's no way that he actually really believes so much of this uh, stuff that the media paints him out to. That's not to say that there are not, you know, extremely hateful members of the Proud Boys or whatever. I'm just saying he is there to literally cash in, you know. Yeah, and well, and it, and that's what makes a uh, a good conspiracy. A good conspiracy is that you know you know how or how much little sprinkles of truth to mix in. Yeah, it's a fact that the media and the news, um, the those kind of institutions are running on outdated kind of guidelines and train tracks here and. We all need to collectively, every aspect of our society needs to, uh, I think, reform and progress into the modern age. And uh, just like, you know, our, our school of thoughts, our, you know, our workflows, our infrastructure, you know, are all still like operating as if it's 1984. And that's a problem. And two, it's just like, you know, it's on the other side just as well. It's like, you know, they 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 interviewed some of these Antifa and uh, the the Biden people, the Biden Harris people, and it's just like you know all this all the stuff with Russia. If it's not reptiles are gonna take over the world, it's that you know Russia is uh, owns. Uh, or, or, somehow has all these tapes of Trump, you know, fucking hookers and pissing on sluts and like all this kind of stuff. And and the media yeah. has sensationalized because it's like what it's a big what if and and it's not you know it's it's there's ethical problems within that for sure. But it's like you know, and I kind of there is a like sometimes like I stray kind of far in there because I'm. I love a good story and but I'm just not uh, you know hopefully I work on trying not to be a hateful piece of shit so luckily I don't stray to the right and believe you know that George Soros is like running the fucking planet or whatever with his <laughs> reptilian army but it's like you it, but, and that's the sad thing is like Trump and there's enough truth in there. there. It's like Trump did break the law, and he did break the law with uh, January 6th and possibly with, like, tax evasion and, the and like, maybe Russia knew about it. But it's a lot less boring than the media makes it out to be. And then by the time, like, the Justice Department actually has time to present a case and it's not some Trump pissing on Russian hookers and then inciting a full-blown civil war then it's like a waste of time and it's like well no that yeah. just me that the media just gave you so much covering basically got you off because of public opinion because public opinion in this country is everything sadly yeah yeah i think i think that's really true it's like how because they've drummed it up so much by the time it actually gets to it it's just like such a huge letdown like the tax return thing was yeah. a prime example of it right like like they drum up like releases tax returns releases like tax how returns many times for like have we, years like, and smoking saying, gun smoking gun yeah 
Yeah. And there were there were so much speculation as to what was actually going to be in it. It's going to prove Russian collusion or it's going to prove that, you know, he has offshore accounts and or uh, that he's not paying taxes on or gave money to the Saudis or whatever it is. And then when it actually releases, they write five bullet points and then go back on to like the next thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's not even about the news at yeah. that point or about anything that it actually shows. It's about how we can literally fuel uh, our readers into just getting so worked up on it that they can't look away from the TV or they can't stop clicking on the links as they kind of see them or they can't stop talking about him on Facebook to their friends or whatever it is. Uh, and it's honestly, it's to their own detriment. I mean, I think they know this, though. I mean, they're they're they can't be that stupid i mean like i watch don lemon sometimes and i think my god he's an idiot i know he's an idiot but he can't be so stupid that he doesn't know what he's doing What's, right like he yeah. knows exactly that that his job requires him to constantly like be and rachel maddow is also probably one of the worst people to do this just because of how uh you know like everything on her show is so sensationalized it's honestly <laughs> I it's mean, an emotional roller coaster. Draw lines. I mean, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's not that different than Tucker Carlson. At the end of the day, it's, it's very the, similar. It's you know, the, I think they would put try to put them. So. Yeah, it's just yeah. on the opposite. It's not side. even about the news. No, and like. It's the, not even about anything, even the, saying anything. Yeah, and the question to the DOJ, like in all these, all the questions that the news asks us to think about are not the right questions at all. It's not about, not at it's all. like, it's not like, cause we are like, uh, we were made to believe on the left and the right side that if, uh, or like, you know, for different, obviously different motives that, it, uh, Trump's taxes would prove Russian collusion, like you said, or have some sort of just, insane like personal check signed by uh you know putin himself uh funding the yeah. his 2016 election bid and it's in but to the doj it was never about that it was ex it was to them it was exactly what they found which was he was cooking his books and it's in trump and like to be in, in i mean i i think the guy is a rotten piece of shit but the dude knows a con. The dude knows how to get yeah. away with a grift. And it's not going to be some blatant, but it's like it's a small time grift that co continually pays off. And he's he just like he he's been doing it for so long. And I mean, it's and it's kind of coming together, but not in the not in like the piss tapes, Robert Mueller charging in with handcuffs dragging trump off to jail like that's not that's not what's gonna happen that was never what was gonna happen you know i mean yeah exactly yeah i mean he's a he's a seasoned criminal by this point he knows how to he knows how to lay his tracks and he knows how to cover them back up i mean we know this it's it's also hilarious too like whenever i was watching the documentary and i was <laughs> particularly that guy in like georgia just when he would go down that that QAnon rabbit hole and explain everything in the in the picture, it's like, man, if this was actually true, do you not think like someone would have told us like someone's kid on TikTok, you know, like someone who's like high up in the military or high up in, uh, you know, like Congress or 
uh, even in the White House, someone's kid wouldn't get on TikTok and be like, oh, so, you know, my dad, my dad popped off the other night at dinner and said this, this, and like, we would know. Yeah, yeah my it's dad is like, MK Ultra or some shit, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like, we have aliens or shit like that. There are, there are, there are blood eaten, you know, the Clintons actually do drink blood. And my dad saw, like, no one would, <laughs> like, with these, these yeah. deep theories, they make no sense because it's like, you know, we want to believe, you want to believe that there's some sort of elaborate scheme, like pulling everything together, you know, like they're so smart that they can even infiltrate our minds and things like that. I just want to be like, well, if that's true, why do the roads look like this? Well, you know, like we can't yeah. even figure out fucking infrastructure and, in yeah. in this place. <laughs> and, you that, and, and you're going to believe that they're controlling your fucking mind? Like, get a grip, dude. These people have no idea what they're doing. They're just cash and checks. Yeah. That's literally it. And, and I, think, I think there's no real conspiracy. I think it's literally staring us all in the face is that it's only been... There's been, and I wonder, I wonder if, the, I bet there's research, hopefully there's research about this, but there's definitely, in my mind, there's always been conspiracy theorists, but there's been a definite rise of conspiracy theorists in the last, I would say, 10 years, for sure. And in mm -hmm. uh, more in-depth, more passionate, more, you know, just completely overwhelmed by some of this crazy fucking nonsense that is deep. That is never ending. And these people, like, I mean, research and research, research, all this. And it's like you have to wonder if, like, you know, the privileges that us as, like, a species have come to. Like, we don't have to chop wood. We don't have to go, like, fucking hunt for food. So we have all this, like, f more free time in the modern age. And even more so just with, it, with smartphones and stuff and, like, you don't have to go to the mail, like little things. Like now you don't even have to go to the grocery store. Like you can get shit delivered. Like these little things that took our brain out of our fucking heads, you know, and put it mm -hmm. in like focused it on reality, like what you had to do to get through yeah. the day instead of what's like behind the fucking scenes. Like, like what the fuck? Yeah. I think we just have too much time on our hands. I think that's a big part of it too. I think also the media and like their hand in it is is pretty big because it seems like i could be wrong about this but it seems like since 9 11 everything like conspiracy theories in that front kind of ramped For sure. up because and, and along, you know right the whole side of the internet like i think like we have yeah totally it's like a perfect storm of shit totally and it, you know, with with like the war in Iraq and like being lied to by media on both sides and, and a and a president, you know, that just insisted that this country had nuclear weapons. And, you know, it was just like once we once we found out that that was all kind of up, it was like it was a free for all. Then speculation yeah. was able you were able to speculate on everything like even even like in your in in your own community like as to who who's pulling the strings and who's running who i mean i think the media drums that up i also think it's probably like just like a product of like a fallen empire well yeah i mean like, i was about where, to say where, it's like it's fucking the government's fault for not putting us in the resources and getting us ready for the the technological revolution. That's what we went through. That's what we're going through. 
And just with the industrial revolutions, there had to be changes made to advance society in such a way, you know, to be able to yeah. keep carrying on. We And, like, Congress has, for the last, like, 40 years, just said, fuck y'all. Yeah, totally. I mean, think about how much our life is, you know, if you look back in history and you see, like, a 20-year gap, right? Like, the 70s and the 90s aren't that much different. You know, like, and I mean, they're different in terms of culture and things like that. But in terms of how you communicate and stuff like that, there might have been little advances, a little bit of growth. But now look at 1990 to like 2010. Yeah. Then you got like smartphones. To, yeah. You got our our whole life kind of just changed. I mean, I mean you know, like, like the like, way we communicate, the way we learn, the way we go through yeah. our work, everything has changed so much. And and it's like we're still trying to process how much our lives have changed. And I mean, just yeah, in the last I think that's five the product years, of that of it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, everything's so different. I mean, the pandemic I think accelerated that a little bit. Like, I'd never heard of Zoom prior to the pandemic. I didn't know what Zoom was. Oh, really? You know, like, yeah. I knew that I knew that you could, you know, have a meeting and things like that on it, but I didn't know that there would even be any remote kind of way of doing a podcast or something like yeah. that you know it's just it's completely different how we communicate yeah.